Hi everyone, Shalom Uvracha. This past Shabbos in our shul in Shirat David, we began our summer's man, the, when the clocks change and the afternoons get longer. We have always spent the time throughout the summers, spending an hour before Mincha and delving into a certain topic. The classes on Shabbos are just in its nature very different, very special, very flowing, very much with the avira of Shabbos Kodesh. And the hardest thing is to kind of take that and try to give it over after Shabbos. However, the top, and I've in the past I've tried that, but however, this year is a little bit different. As uh, many of you, if not most of you, or all of you are aware, our kehila here, our larger kehila in Efrat, the neighborhood we live in, that we're blessed to live in, uh, has suffered a major, major tragedy. And that is the murder of three of the members of the D family. Lucy, Maya, and Rina, who live right, literally, literally a, a, a two-minute walk from the shul. What else could you talk about besides Emuna right now? I had many different uh, ideas and some really good thoughts of a certain series I wanted to teach, but it's clear that Emuna is something that never gets old. No one ever says, I have enough Emuna, I'm good, I don't need any more. So... We embarked on a journey yesterday, a summer with Emuna, where we're going to be spending uh, our Shabbos afternoons between five and six, um, delving into chizuk of Emuna every week, taking a different mahalach, a different tzaddik, a different school of thought, and seeing how we could draw strength from that reservoir of, of faith. Now, obviously, all of this is triggered not only by the horrific action that took place, but even more so by the incredible koach that each of us has been receiving by the father of the family, Rabbi Leo D. The emuna that Leo has been portraying, showing, teaching, giving over, is, is so profound, almost shocking, but as Rav Leo mentioned in one of the eulogies that he gave over the course of three funerals, he had mentioned that Emuna is something that he was learning all the time. He had specifically mentioned the series on Yu Torah given by Rabbi Ephraim Goldberg. So Emuna, as we learn from him, is not something that you bank on when you really, really need it. It's something that is demanding of constantly, nonstop, all the time. Therefore, I, uh, I what I'm going to attempt to be doing in these series, in this, in this, um, in these segments that uh, will be coming after Shabbos, is to take the hour and try to put it into a 15 minute, 10 to 15 minute recap of what we learned over Shabbos and share it with the world. And even if a little bit of the words that we're sharing right now gives a little bit of strength to one person, Dayenu, and that's all we need right now. We need a lot of strength. And if someone has something to share, you got to share it. As Lubavitcher Rebbe said, if you know Aleph, teach Aleph. You know Bet, teach Bet. So we're just trying to share the little bit that uh, we're drinking from and share it with you. 
And as I said before, that emuna is not something that you either have or you don't have. It's something that is constantly needs to be practiced, spoken about, and exercised. So the tzaddik that we began learning from this week is a well-known contemporary, Rabbi Melech Biederman, from the dynasty of Lelov. Rabbi Biederman's chizuk is found on the wellspring sheets that are spread out throughout not just the whole country here in Eretz Yisrael, but throughout the whole world. And when Rav Biederman speaks about emuna, which is all the time, he mainly speaks about it in the context of the parnasa of a Jew and his relationship with emuna regarding parnasa. But since that's not really right now the heart of the issue, what we're trying, what we tried to do was to kind of get through into the heart of emuna pshuta, just emuna for what it is. And Rav Biederman began by sharing a story about a very famous Rav who was also a very successful businessman that was sitting around the table one day while he was teaching his students. And they got to the famous uh, Mishnah in Brachos that says that a person has to say a bracha over the good, just like he says over the bad. Just like he says over a bracha on the good, he has to say a bracha on the bad. The famous Mishnah that says, Keshem shemevarech ala tova, kach mevarech al hara'a which is a very beyond-this-world level. But we do this in times of mourning, when you receive a horrific new, uh, piece of information, in the case of death, where we say, Baruch Dayan Ayemet. And when something good happens, you say, uh, you bless and you say, Hatov Amitiv. And the Mishnah tells us, yeah, this emuna is that there's a bracha on this and a bracha on that. The ultimate ideal would be in the world where we could see that everything is kulotov and everything is good. Which really means that understanding that everything is from Hashem and that if everything is from Hashem, it has to be for our, for our good. It's very hard saying these words in days like these. But that's what the Mishnah is telling us. If you acknowledge that every single thing is from Hashem, it's a, it has to be, you say a bracha on it. But this just shows you how much it's one thing to learn emuna, and it's one thing to live emuna. Because as the Rav that we spoke about right now was giving over this class, he received a, an urgent telegram informing him that one of his ships, one of his boats carrying merchandise with a lot, a lot of gold and silver sank in the heart of the sea. He heard the news, he got really weak, and he fainted. So as this Rav was shaken back up and woke up, the students asked him, what's going on over here? You just, Kvodar <laughs> Rav, you're just teaching us a whole shir on blessing on the bad, just like you bless on the good. Like, what, what, what is this? And he answered them the following sentence. Kshauniya <laughs> When the ship is sailing, while it's sailing, you could speak about emuna, but to actually live it, that's like a whole other world. And therefore, Rav Biederman says, emuna is also connected to the world imun, imunim, which means exercises, drills. We exercise this muscle called emuna. And it needs to be exercised all the time because you never know 
when it really needs to be used. You don't know at what moment. It always needs to be used, but we never really know exactly at what moment it mamish needs to be used. An example that I gave during Shir, which I, I don't usually do, but I just it, it came to mind and I had to share it, was I'm from L.A. Um, what could I do? I'm a, I'm a Laker fan at, at heart, since I'm a very little kid. And Kobe Bryant was always asked about his method, his work ethic, his, his exercise ethic, which was really, um, anyone that knows anything in the world of, of, of sports, any athlete knows that his work ethic was above and beyond the norm. And one time, many times he was asked, like, how is it that, like, it seems like you always are, are ready to take that shot the last second. Like, how, how could that be? And he said, he said, when I exercise, when I drill, when I do my drills, I'm not doing it just to be a good player. I'm doing it to be ready for that moment that I'm going to be called upon to make that last second shot. That's how his, that's, that was his work ethic. Lehavdil, a millione havdalos. It seems to take some light from that example is that the way we speak about emuna is not just to get by the day. It's to be iron men and women that are armed with the clearest and strongest foundation of faith. But in order to do that, the drills have to happen all the time. And the main drill that Rav Biederman was speaking to us through his Torah this Shabbos is the drill of speaking emuna. What are your conversations like? I got so much nachas I shared with the Chavra on Shabbos here in our shul where sometimes I'll eavesdrop on different conversations people are having within the community. And it's just so, it melts my heart. It's so, it's so incredible to see that quite often the, the, the subjects and the topics, not, not, um, not always, but when it happens, it's just amazing. Is there'll just be emuna talk. It's just speaking emuna. I know, you know, people go out for coffee, people whether it's Shabbos meals, what's the talk about? Like, what are we talking about? What's what's the conversation? What is generally, you, we are what we talk. What is generally coming out of our mouth and what's going into our ears? And any opportunity we have to speak words of emuna or to hear words of emuna, there's always something at that moment that could be absorbed and be taken in. All this is based on the Pasuk and Tehillim, what we say in Halal, that David HaMelech says, I believe because I speak. Or I speak, therefore I believe. I believe, therefore I speak. That's what we say in the davening of Halal, which we said so so many times over these very, very, very painful and confusing days. You know, it was a question that kept on coming up quite often the last few, the last week was, I can't say halal. I can't have in halal. I just can't do it. And that was a, it's a very valid and legitimate problem. People that are experiencing such distress, pain and agony and darkness. How do you, how do you get up and feel real and say, Hodul Hashem Kitov Kidolam Chazdo? So many different approaches on the answer. Generally, when that, that comes, you know, those questions come to me. I don't try to give any smart answers. You just give love and hugs and say, I know it's it's so hard, it's so difficult. But these words in, in Halal really gave me a lot of chizuk. 
It's what I say in Hallel. I, I speak about it, which brings me to a place of Emuna. He was known to have said that when someone's looking to get strength in prayer, in davening, yeah, you could read books on davening and you can go to seminars on davening. Or you could just hang around daveners. And hanging around daveners usually has the greatest effect. The greatest effect on someone that wants to feel deeper and closer to davening. And with Emuna, it's really the same thing. Be around people that are talking about it, that are speaking about it. That for them, emuna is not this thing that I speak about only in a meitzar, only in a narrowness, but it's dvarim shebechol yom. Now, generally, when it comes to matters that we don't really know a lot about, it's better to be quiet, to stay silent. The example we gave on Shabbos is that if I don't know, if I have to, if I'm walking into a beit din, right? And I don't know anything about uh, a divorce or conversion that's about to take place. I don't come in and start giving my opinions on the matter. But when it comes to Emuna, the little that I know, not only is it good to speak out, but it's, he says it's even a mitzvah to share even the slightest amount of chizuk that may come out of your words. How often did we find ourselves in situations where someone that was just passing by that perhaps doesn't know that much, is not that learned, but has like one s- strong word to share was exactly what we needed to hear. We know that to be a truth. Therefore, Rav Biederman is encouraging that us too, when we have one strong thing to share, to give a little bit of chizuk in the world of Emuna, not only should you, 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 you have to. You absolutely have to. Here we're dealing with the yesod of all yesodot, with the foundation of all foundations, the world of Emunah. This is what everything is relying and depending on. So I just want to encourage everyone from the, the little bit we're sharing right now. Like Rav Biederman says, Ulai al yikansu tipin tipin Maybe in the depth, to the depth of the heart, a, a, a tiny drop of Emuna will go in, which will be a complete, complete game changer. One of the things that Rav Leo had shared at the funeral was a quote, I believe, from Rabbi Ephraim Goldberg, which we shared a lot in the last few days, is that Emuna means to focus on what you have and not at what you don't have. Because each of us don't have many things. But each of us has many, 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 many things. Talking Emuna is speaking about what you have. In Rav Arush's world, it's it's giving, it's acknowledging and thanking. Uh, right now, I have a screen through which I'm I'm sharing my heart. It's acknowledging the fact that my vocal cords feel good today, and I could get words out in a clearer manner than I than I was able to a week ago, or whatever it is. That's speaking Emuna. That's talking about. That's bringing it up. And even if I'm not on the level that I walk around feeling like, like I'm the most believing Jew in the world, <clears throat> Rav Biederman quoted the famous Midrash in Tanchuma that says, When it comes to other things that you're not holding of, don't hold yourself to have an extra dosage of something. But with emuna, wherever you're holding, understand you have a lot more of whatever you're holding deep down inside. It needs to be accessed. 
and then Bezrat Hashem manifests through. This is the time that we're in. We never know who's waiting to hear what from us. We never know what we're really waiting to hear. But we have a much higher percentage uh, rate of being able to hear that thing if it's spoken about much more. And it's just want to comfort everyone. This is one of the, he says, it is one of the hardest avodot in the world. This avoda of really continuing, the, like speaking about this all the time and internalizing it and doing these drills, he says, he min avodot. It's one of the hardest things to stay consistent with. Because we're, it's not as stimuli, the stimuli that we work on all the time in the I world that we live in, in the instant world that we live in, reacts much better and, and, and smoother to when we're through, through excitement. Emuna may not be the most exciting thing to speak about, but it is by far, by far, the most essential things for our neshama, for our journey through this very, very confusing world. So I want to encourage each of us to just up the notch of the conversations of speaking about Emuna, and really believe deep down inside that these drills, they won't just come in handy for that moment where you may really need it. They come in handy and transform our whole experience of going through this world. With a lot of love, the broken heart, but with a tremendous amount of gratitude of having being part of Am Yisrael, Sending a lot of love from Efrat, Chazak, Chazak, Berit Chazik.